You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I am Glenn the Geek. And I am Allison Renborg coming to you from the Equine Network booth at Equine Affair in Ohio. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, April 14th, episode 3160. This episode is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Well, good morning, Horse World. Yes, we're live here at Equine Affair. It seems like we've been talking about this for six months now. I know. It must feel a little like Christmas for you. Finally. It is. And like, we get to hang out together. That's always fun. It is. And we met so many cool people yesterday and had such a great day. But what I wanted to explain real quick, if you're at home, you get to share in some of the excitement of Equine Affair, even if you're not in Ohio in that we're going to have special episodes. We have today's uh, Horses in the Morning, and then we're going to have special Horses in the Morning episodes that we hardly ever do on Saturday and Sunday. So we're going to bring three special episodes to you. And that's super exciting, and I feel honored that we get to do some weekend shows with you, Glenn. I know. We, it just I can't tell you last time I did a weekend show. It's because I'm your favorite. That is true. <laughs> it is true. Don't tell Jamie, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But we have a ton of guests lined up. So if you've never heard of one of the shows that we do from an event, we tend to have a lot of guests lined up and we keep them short. And that's because there's so much that happens at these events. There's so many cool people here. We can't talk to everybody for a long period of time because we want to get them all in. Yes. It's kind of like coffee breaks. Yeah. Kind of like, like that. You know, come on, have a coffee and leave. <laughs> so what do you, remind everybody what your role here is. I am the Equine Affair Marketing Coordinator. So you're busy all day doing all kinds of cool stuff. Basically all day from 7.30 in the morning to after 11 at night and later. So is there anything or any way that people at home right now can follow along? Are you doing videos? Or are you doing, where, can they, where can they follow along at home? We are doing a lot of cool stuff. So in addition to our three extra cool episodes with you, uh, which we're broadcasting live, you know, basically we're recording them in same day live. Um, I am posting constantly on our social media channels, so you can find us at Equine Affair on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Equus Television is also here, and they are uploading street scenes and interviews same day. So you can go to equustelevision.com and watch some footage from the same day. So if you were here, you can see yourself on TV, maybe. And if you're not here, you get to see what you're missing. Uh, and then I'm also doing interviews by video that will be uploaded in a few weeks. So the, the content and the coverage is going to continue for a while. So definitely stay on Facebook and Instagram to see all the cool stuff. Very cool. And as you can hear, the announcer in the background, uh, you, there's not much we can do about that. No. Uh, we're at a show. So Yep, we're at a show. <laughs> He's a great announcer. He is a good announcer. He has a great voice, actually. He does, and he brought me my coffee this morning. Yes, so. I noticed you had a very large coffee to do the show this morning. Hey, I told you. I told everybody. <laughs> when was that? Months ago, I talked about how much coffee I drink at the, at the show. It's true. Well, it's going very well. I mean, it seems to be well run. Uh, the everything's, you know, the events are happening. It's just, it seemed everybody seemed pleased yesterday. Everybody's happy to be here because it's horse heaven, and the weather is drop dead gorgeous. Oh, it is, which never. It's happens. warmer here than Florida. 
it never happens either. Last year it was snow and rain. This year the sun is shining, the skies are blue, and the horses are happy, and the people are happy. So it's, it's a really happy time. Well, we are. if you're here, if you're coming in this weekend and want to see me or everybody here at uh, Equine Network, we're at booth 203 in the Bricker building. So we're kind of toward the end of the building. And you'll see the mics all set up. You can't yes. miss us. So definitely stop by and say hi. If I'm around the booth, we'd love to see you. Uh, <laughs> I did want to mention that the entries are now closed for the Wintech Saddle Giveaway. We're going to be announcing the winner. Actually, Allison's going to pick the winner on Sunday. I am? Yeah, so Sunday morning show, the last show we're doing here. Uh, we're going to pick the winner. So I didn't know that. And I'm you don't excited. have to be here to win. They're going to ship it from Australia anyway. So Nice. <clears throat> so, yeah, we'll definitely do that. Something cool happened last night i got to tell you about. So as soon as we announced this, uh, one of our auditors said, oh, we got to do a meetup and while, while, I'm, while I'm here. And she organized that, and I managed to get, a, uh, get her to do a quick interview with me yesterday. Oh, her name great. is Julie, and she's one of our terrific auditors, and here's Julie. Well, I'm excited to do my first interview here at Equine Affair in Ohio, and it's with somebody that reached out to me probably when I made the first announcement on the first day that we were coming. One of our terrific auditors, Julie Stoltz, who's also the one who is organizing the meetup for tonight. Is that right? Yes, yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah, we are too. So there's like 10 or 12 auditors going, and we're going to hang out together. It's one of my favorite parts of doing this job is getting to hang out with all of you guys. I mean, look, Jennifer and I did a 4,000-mile road trip just to do that. So do you have horses? Tell us about yourself. Um, I do. I have one pony, and um, he is in his late 20s, and I did not start riding until after my daughter started, which was seven years ago. Oh, wow. And I didn't understand what they were saying in her lessons, and I thought, I'm just going to take a weekly lesson and see how it goes. And uh, here we are, and I bought a pony and a truck and a trailer. <laughs> You're all in. I'm all in. <laughs> We have so many listeners that started later in life when their, ki when their kids came up, and they've always wanted to do it, but they never did it for themselves because they had kids too soon or jobs or whatever. Yeah, yeah I never thought about it until, until she started doing lessons. Well, that's congratulations. Thanks, yes. How'd you find us? From the pandemic um, and during the beginning of the pandemic and just exploring podcasts and just found you that way. And was Horses in the Morning you found first? Or? Yes. Yeah? Yes. So... What kind of riding do you do with your new pony and your trailer and your truck? Um, so we do English, and I am a new member of the local fox hunting club. Oh, Jennifer's <laughs> going to be so excited. She's so happy when anybody joins fox hunting. And you've been out in yes. the second field or first no, field? No, um, we, we are in third field. You're in the third field. Yes. <laughs> okay. My pony is not vet approved to go any, any, any faster. Explain the fields to somebody who may not know. Uh, so my... Uh, interpretation is the first field is fast, gallops, jumps everything out there. The crazy people. Right. It goes oh. right after the hounds go out. Um, the second field goes pretty much a little bit the same as first, but just a little toned down. And then third field is mostly walking and um, trotting for the most part. But you get to see the hounds from a distance. Yes. It's so cool. And yes. especially if the area is a little bit hilly. What kind of terrain yes. are you on here? So far, mud. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of season. yes, a lot of mud up and down, um, and um, empty cornfields. And uh, for do you, get, do you get hills so you get to see the hounds in the distance? Yes. Yeah, we do. That's so cool. Yes, it's so cool to hear the horn, see the hounds riding off. It is really a neat. It's thing. my my pony loves it. Okay, so you do it with your child? Um, just now getting her into it. Yes, she is um, borrowing a little white draft cross pony. Um, to try it out. Oh, so cool. she's done it once. How and, old is she? Um, 
Just turned 12. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> well, they're brave at that age. They don't know oh, any better. Oh, she has yeah. no fear. No. None. No, we're all afraid of breaking things, and they're just like, ah! Right. Yes. <laughs> we don't break. <laughs> so Jennifer will be mad at me if I don't ask. What do you put in your flask, and what do you put in your sandwich case? I have neither of those things <sighs> with me. <laughs> we need to buy you one here. Um, I, I, I do have a flask, but I don't carry it. I do carry my water bottle with yeah. me, um, and that's it. It was always a joke because she was always going out on these, uh, you know, highfalutin hunts where they all have their bourbon and their whiskey or whatever in the flask. And she always had her orange juice, and then it, she always had her peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and they always had fancy sandwiches, you know. She yeah. was that girl every time on the hunt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm satisfied with my water. Yeah, there you go. Well, thank you so much for organizing the meetup. Where are we going tonight? Uh, Buca de Beppo in the Arena District. Buca de Beppo. Mm -hmm. Never heard of it. It's Italian family style. Oh, that's cool. With a lot of gluten-free options. And I don't know much about Columbus either. There's an arena district. Uh, There's an arena district, and there actually might be an event tonight at the arena. I'm not 100% sure. but And I noticed a stadium for for uh, Ohio State, right? Or yes, we are right. you right at Ohio State University area. I mean, we're right. The stadium's right next door. Right. Man, if there was a game going on this weekend and this horse event, it would be nuts. It would be crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> Ohio State Buckeye fans are crazy. Yeah. I met some of them at the hotel this morning, so I understand. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and thanks for helping out. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Well, you're there you heard, Julie. Well, we did do it last night. There were maybe 10, 12 of us there at this Italian restaurant that's kind of like a Spanish tapas Italian. Ooh. It's kind of cool. You order these dishes. They bring You order a dish, and it's made for three, and they, you pass yeah. it around the table. It's fun. Uh, but we had a great time. What a group. I mean, the Ohio listeners are a fun group, i got to say. So, Julie, thank you for organizing that. And then they gave me gifts. So I got this shirt. I'm... I'm taking my clothes off. <laughs> taking my clothes off so you can read the shirt. Glenn is undressing. Tell everybody what it says. <laughs> it says life is better with a hackney. With a hackney, it's so cool. <laughs> I got my cool shirt last night. It was, a, and then they brought me this big gluten-free cake. Uh, that was fun, uh, and we just had a great time. Thank you to all the Ohio uh, auditors who came out to meet. You know, one of my favorite parts of this job is meeting listeners and meeting auditors. Well, and, and they all love you, so because you're very <laughs> lovable, it's easy to love Glenn. Well, that was um, fun. <laughs> but I saw the pictures on Facebook, and I had some FOMO. I was like, that looks like a nice cake. You know, so. I was going to invite you, but I figured you're a little busy with the show I and everything. I was a little yeah. bit busy. Yeah, I figured, I figured that was going to be the case. <laughs> but, you know, it was fun. It was a good time. And we went downtown, which I've never been downtown Columbus. Okay. So we were downtown, and it's right by the hockey stadium, and there was a hockey game. Really? And let me tell you, hockey fans are the same everywhere. They're into hockey. <laughs> They're they all are wound up. Very passionate. Yes, they are. Yes, I have a friend who's a hockey fan, and she's all hockey all the time. And it's just kind of like, how do you maintain that level of enthusiasm? <laughs> it was fun. So thank you to everybody that came out, and uh, actually the sales team from Equine Network came along, so we had them along. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed doing that, and Jennifer and I are looking forward to sometime, we're thinking August or September, we're going to get out to a couple of states anyway, Ooh. Wisconsin, uh, we're going to go to the north this yes. time, and we're going to get away from the Florida heat, so, uh, and visit our listeners up there. I've always wanted to see Wisconsin, I've always wanted to do Wisconsin, so that's definitely on the bucket list. I know we have a lot of listeners up there. Do you like cheese? I love cheese. Well, so any cheese tastings, I will be in. <laughs> For all cheese. I want all the cheese. Well, tell us, our, we have our first guest coming up. Who do we have coming up first? Yeah, so I'm really excited about this segment. Thank you. Got to drink more coffee. 
Um, so we host something here at Equine Affair called the Adoption Affair. And so our first guest is Nikki Walters with the West Virginia Horse Network. And she is participating in the Adoption Affair this year with horses that are up for adoption. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here to talk with us about the Adoption Affair. And I understand that you brought five horses with you from West Virginia. So introduce us to your ponies. All right. So we're with West Virginia Horse Network, and we're a smaller nonprofit. Our capacity is about 20 horses at a time. So we're a smaller-sized rescue, but um, we have lots of awesome horses, and we brought five of them this year. Last year, we brought two, and they were adopted right away. And we ended up having to, like, get another one here real quick to (laughs) fill our stall. And so this year, we are shooting for the stars and brought five total. So we have... um, I call it a little group of misfits mm-hmm. because they're not the typical horses that you're going to see over there. There's no like luxurious uh, thoroughbreds that are going to like take you to the Grand Prix. But <laughs> but but I've got lots of character in my little section of the world. Over we there. like character. Yeah. <laughs> so I have Levi, who's a little hackney pony. Yay, I love hackney pony. <laughs> and he is just the greatest. His nickname at the barn is Side Eye Levi. Because where, where he's on the shorter side, if you walk by the stall, he like cocks that head sideways and gives you the the wild uh, white. There's one of his thing eyes. you can count on with hackney ponies, and that's personality. Oh, I think man. you need him. <laughs> I mean, when you walk away from, he'd probably the booth, fit in my luggage. He so. would. People have said because I lo- I love ornery horses. Like if they're w- well behaved, I'm bored. And so Levi's kind of been my dude uh, since he came into the rescue. And they're like, we're going to be wheeling you out of there in a wheelbarrow, like in in the fetal position. The when problem he gets with hackneys <laughs> is they are so smart. Yes, they are so smart. Yeah. Everybody that meets Scooter goes, he's a smart pony. I said, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, Are they, they like can use the, the raptors of the horse world? Yeah. <laughs> like, is that it? <laughs> they can use it for good or evil. Yeah, exactly. You just have to <laughs> channel it in a good direction. So we have Levi. Um, he is broke to ride. Um, he, okay. he was at a foster. Um, he wasn't castrated until he came to the rescue, and no one has given him the memo uh, about mm. that. So, oh, right. So he can be a little bit uh, protective of other horses in a group setting. So it's just going to have to be a home that gets a hackney, which it sounds like you do. But Sounds like Glenn My uh, pony on the trail the other day took on a Black Panther. So Oh, my. <gasps> that was and, the, that was the, I never. Oh. And he was going to, he, he, he didn't move. He puffed up and it was like five feet away so he was gonna take it on <laughs> so that's the kind of the spirit that levi yeah, has as yeah. well like he, he is just he is just fearless and um he's gonna protect his herd of nice. horses and so um i feel like a horse like that needs somebody that gets it yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's not going to be I a first time horse or beginner horse right. he's he's always going to be advanced but not because he's bad just because you have to get him. Yeah. 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 Um, and so the next all over, we have Fiona, who is a 31-year-old little Shetland pony. Oh, she Absolute. can fit in luggage. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely precious. Um, she has, like, found her spirit this weekend. So yesterday she, she went to the Coliseum, right, and did a little walkthrough and met everyone. And then today she's in full diva mode. <laughs> she is demanding her food first this morning. Um, she was running laps, like insisting that we get to her right away. We, she won't eat out of a pan. So we like cleared a place on the floor away from the shavings for her. She like, I'm talking as as big as this table, huge space. So she dumps the pan immediately and then proceeds to rake all the shavings into the food. (laughs) 
It's like, girl. So, um, but she she was great meeting the kids yesterday, and it, it's just gone to her head a little bit that Got she's it. a star now. So, All right. um, so, so she if you brought, need a babysitter, right, right. Yeah. And she's carried a, a kid on her back. We tested her out with that. She's thirty one, so yeah. I don't think that we need her to do that a good every babysitter day. Babysitter pony, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, loves to get groomed. Her hair is braided. You know, like she's she's a really sweet little girl. Um, and then we have Rusty and Dakota. Father, son, Shetland ponies. Wow. Um, the dad is 29. He's rusty. And then 27-year-old one is Dakota. And they apparently have been together Rusty forever. started early. Apparently so. <laughs> apparently so. So um, they were actually transferred to us from another rescue. Um, and they came to that rescue from someone who'd used them for uh, like a fair circuit kind of thing um, for oh, their whole life. ponies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. So um, rusty is like a... I, I say that um, in his ad on my right horse, it said, uh, because he's my foster pony, yeah. I was like, I feel like he takes his coffee black, you know? <laughs> like, I feel like he wants the kids to get off his lawn, yeah. you know, so he can mow it. He's like, a Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like, very, yeah. very regal. Um, <laughs> hair for days. Um, but then his son, Dakota, is more of like the um, outgoing extrovert personality, front of the stall. And, I, like, I don't think anybody's even seen Rusty this weekend because Dakota's up in the front, like, demanding all the <laughs> me, attention. Me, 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 Yes, yes. Um, so they look almost identical. When you look at them, Aww. they look almost identical. Um, then the next all over is Ireland, and she is about 18 years old. Um, she paces. Um, she only has one eye. She lost an eye to, to cancer. Well, I need her. So. Yeah. When you see her, <laughs> she looks like a unicorn. Her mane is so beautiful. Her tail drags the ground white soft like just so perfect and then um so she likes trail riding she likes um arena obstacle type things but she's not the type that wants to like go in a circle three times reverse and go in circle three times you know she wants to do stuff so and has a great person how do people get a hold of you if they're not here yeah so um if anybody's familiar with my right horse um you can search yeah. all of their profiles there mm-hmm. and there's video of Levi being ridden on there and video of Ireland being ridden on there and awesome. lots of photos mm-hmm. and then they have the my right horse set up so nice that you can just click a little button and it's, it'll say inquire it really, here it is really nice um and there's lots of pictures you know um the ones that have done their basic behavior profile you can see if they're good for getting their feet done or if they stand to get dewormed or if you can catch them wow. and that sort of okay. stuff so it's really inclusive all the information that you can get there and it, that's where i drive people to because it looks better than our website yeah. to be honest and west virginia big horse state we don't talk about west virginia a lot um it's i wouldn't say there's a lot of horse industry there a lot mm. of people have horses but there's not a lot of horse industry. trail riding must be amazing through the mountains though. yeah 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 oh. and yeah. so um a lot of people have like recreational horses there um there's no huge show facilities about the biggest one i think is in winfield west virginia um and there's two covered rings there um but there's not um a huge horse industry there's not a huge veterinary hospital or anything like Boy, that if you're trail riding your horses in west virginia though they're in shape yeah they're, yeah. Fit. they're ready to climb some <laughs> yeah, mountains that's it yeah it is beautiful though it is yeah. it's a beautiful state it's a beautiful state and through the right horse we've been able to branch out and adopt horses outside of the state too very easily which has been nice you know so we've got horses getting placed all over the east coast and we actually have one getting right ahead to colorado 
Oh, cool. So how crazy is it that through the ride horse, somebody in Colorado was able to find our little rescue horse and want her bad enough to ship her all the way to Colorado. So. That's really cool. Have you seen yeah. an uptick with the economy with number of horses being... There's a certain niche of population that I've seen um, the request for help come up. And it is usually um, older women who had horses with their spouse, uh, um, had spouse a big dies. farm, yeah. had a big farm, spouse dies, and the, uh, the lady is not able to take care of the farm herself, which is understandable once you get aged, you know, to not be able to take care of hundreds of acres by yourself and all the livestock. And so we've seen an uptick in that specific demographic asking to surrender their horses. And, and, and in your situation, everything's very rural. So, yes. And, you know, you may not have a neighbor, right? So right. that it can help out. And, and the last lady that we took three horses from, you know, it wasn't a financial problem with her. She w- I asked her to donate toward their vet care, and she did, you know. And so um, it wasn't a financial issue. She needed to sell her property because she could not keep up with that yeah. and the horses anymore. It's hard, you know, especially when you get older. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we're happy to be able to help. And it's always nice when the person that owned the horses cares enough about them to get help for them before they get to be a typical rescue situation. You and know? That's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. It's like recognize early that you can't um, do this anymore before it gets to be desperate straits. Right. Because yeah. it's so much more cost efficient for a rescue to help a horse when it's not emaciated, when it mm-hmm. doesn't have horrible feet. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if people can just make that connection and get the horse help while it's still healthy, yes. then overall it's less of a burden on a rescue. And we actually, um, through the right horse, have a um, safety net program going on right now because we believe that if a horse is safe and it's home, and it's loved, and somebody is just having some sort of financial, temporary financial hardship, like a broken bone, a hospital stay. Lost their job. Uh, yeah. yeah, anything that's yeah. short-term. Um, we, we call it the STAY grant. So, I didn't um, know that. Solutions to avoid intake. It's a grant that I applied for through the right horse, a safety net thing. So you and, can provide them with hay and stuff and keep the horses at correct. home where they're loved anyway. Correct. I love that. That's a great idea. That is great. So, that, you know, that's better than you taking them in, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was my thought. Like, oh, it's hard for some people to, like, kind of see that we're not giving people a handout necessarily. But when you think about stretching a dollar as far as you can, why would we bring that 28-year-old horse that has never left its farm, why would we bring it to the rescue, upset it, um, and then feed it indefinitely when no one wants to adopt it, when it could just stay where it's already loved if those people, like we've got one situation where um, the people have horse knowledge, they're taking great care of the horse, there is no problem, they just ask for $100 a month stipend toward their horse's uh, care, until the woman can get on her disability or whatever. And so, of course, like, of course that makes $100 a month. Easy yeah, because solution. it would cost you 10 times that. Yes, right. makes yeah. so much more sense yeah. to do that. So And fewer broken hearts. Right. The owner's not What's that with a broken heart. Um, stay. stay. We named it Stay. St- solutions to avoid intake. Because if we bring all these horses into the rescue that would be fine in their home, then we're not open to save the ones that are in dire need. That are really right. need it. Yeah. Well, right. good on you. What's the, what's the website? Um, so you can find information about Stay on our uh, the Rescues website, which is um, horsenetworkwv.com. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. As a matter of fact, all the guests today, we'll put their links in the show notes because mm-hmm. we don't expect you to remember them all. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki, thanks for stopping yeah. by. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. This was great. So our next guest is Mr. A.J. Miller. 
He comes from Creek Valley Farm in Applebrook, Ohio. Welcome to the booth, AJ. Thanks a lot, Allison. My pleasure to be here. We're super excited because I hear you have fell ponies. We do. We do have quite a herd. At home, we have two stallions and 12 mares. We're expecting eight babies. At the show here, we have two stallions and two mares, and we're very excited about it. Okay. I know hackney ponies are cute, but fell ponies are the cutest of all the cute. How did an Amish guy end up with the same ponies as the queen? So this has been a lifelong dream. When I was 13 years old, uh, we've been in horses all our lives, but my dad always had standard breads. And when the Frisians sort of got popular in this area, we had some Frisians, and we were at the Kentucky Horse Park, and we seen this black pony in a field. I was 13 years old, and I was like, what is that? And it was a fell pony, and I was like, I'm going to own one of those. So we, uh, we've had Frisians, and two years ago we had the opportunity. I, I started doing research on the fell ponies because it, it just was in my heart to do fell ponies. And uh, there were just not a lot available in the United States. It was hard to build relationships because we were a new guy. And uh, Yeah, there's finally, very few here. There's yeah. very few. There's less than uh, 12 breeders in the United States that are going to have babies this year. Wow. Uh, there's going to be less than 50 babies in the United States. Wow. What? Yes. Yeah, so, so they're cheap. You can get them inexpensively. <laughs> yeah. They're, you know, we might have some cheap ones. No, there's, it, it's been quite an investment. Uh, we we uh, purchased a stallion first. And as you guys know, every successful breeding operation needs mares. And then the new hurdle was mares. So we had this beautiful stallion, but if you don't have any mares, you won't get anywhere. So over time, we developed some relationships. We purchased one mare. Last year in uh, June, we had the opportunity, uh, a retired breeder in, in Minnesota, Rochester, Minnesota, which ironically, she was born and raised in England, and she moved to the U.S. to be a neurologist at the Mayo Clinic. So she brought her ponies with her. And, but she's 70-some years old, she's a single woman, a great person, Allison um, Emmett Smith is her name, and I would like to say thank you to her for allowing us to come up and, and get a part of her herd. We bought some of the mares, we're leasing some of the mares. Uh, we were very excited. That was quite an undertaking. So we've purchased some other mares here and there and purchased another stallion, and yeah, it's just been How sort of How many babies exciting. have you had? We, we haven't had any yet, okay, but we're so, expecting eight this year. Oh, you year. must be so excited. Oh. Yes. So we, we have a mare here that's going to have a baby. And your son's here. Are you, are you excited for the babies too? Yeah. <laughs> we are all excited for the babies. Uh, we have people that can't wait to come and look at the babies. Oh, I bet so, they're like so adorable. adorable. Like packages are they little of, black balls of fur? They're little black balls of fur. They come out uh, looking like little black balls of fur. I've had a, a crossbred... Uh, this spring out of a quarter horse mare, and it was the hardiest baby we ever had. It was born, and in 20 minutes it was on its feet, and it was drinking milk, and it's just a hardy little colt. And that's what I hear, that you know the, the fell ponies were over in England, and they're, they're used to the cold climates. They're used to fooling their mares, the babies in the pasture, mm. and we're going to do that this year. We're just going to let our mares have their babies in the pasture and let nature take care of itself. Uh, we're very excited. We're our first foals are due in the next week or so. So will you sell them as uh, yearlings or will you train them up uh, to drive or whatever and then sell them after? So that's a really good question. Um, we, we at Creek Valley Farm have an extensive riding and driving program. Uh, we have five boys. All of them are involved at home in the farm, in the breeding operation, training, and so forth. We sell horses online. We have customers all over the world. 
I say world, over the United States. We have had inquiries from across bet, the country. because it's so rare. Yeah. Yeah. So, but our plan this year is we will offer a few of our babies, but we really want to keep some back, and we want to train them and market them as four- and five-year-olds because mm-hmm. we all know that is the best market to find forever homes for these animals. I'll give my $100 deposit now. For <laughs> <laughs> start what? saving. Start yeah. saving. So I can start saving for the Maybe saw one of those $1,000 fell pony I'm going to buy. And, and, uh, so, yeah. I love this. I, I do love this because some of these breeds need help, and it, it takes passionate people like you who are, one, willing to put your money there, right, because yes. it ain't cheap, uh, and then willing to put the time and the effort in to do it right. That is so true, and, and the fun thing about this is people are finding out about us. Just yesterday, I had a lady call me from Louisiana. She has a six-year-old fell pony gelding, and he's allergic to the, the grasses that grow in the southern climate. So she's going to need to Our find grasses, a new home. I live in Florida. Our grass is different down there. Yeah, yeah, she said the grasses are different, so he's going to need to come to a northern climate. And she was like, is there any way that you can help me rehome this pony? And I said, absolutely. We have calls every week for geldings. And uh, so we are, we're excited. I, I told her we have the equine affair this week, and we're going to need to come home and sort through some things. But there's a good chance that that horse will be transported to our farm. Uh, we will put him through a couple months of training, uh, refresher. He's very well trained. We'll shoot a video. We'll blast it out to some of the, uh, the Fell Pony Facebook pages, and we'll, we'll find him a new home. That's I think incredible. that's exciting. I think that's great. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. The, uh, the, the another great thing about the breed is, you know, there's a, a tight-knit circle of people that are raising them, and they all associate with each other. Whereas if you get into the standard bred breed, there might be thousands of breeders. In the fell pony, there's a, just a small, select group of people. And it's all about educating. At this event last year, we brought our stallion down. We performed at the Fantasia doing chariot racing. Mm-hmm. And, and the so you don't have a chariot here, do you? We do have a chariot here. Uh, we do have a chariot How much here. can I pay you to drive a chariot? Because uh. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> well, you need to talk to my son. We're going to be hooking our two stallions together and doing some demos today. Oh, I just them. always thought that would be so much fun. I just stand in the chariot. I don't care. It's, uh, you know, sitting there and watching your children do things like that at high rates of speed. It's a little hard on yeah. the blood pressure, but you know what? It's what we do. It's what we love to do, and, and it's very enjoyable. Well, that's very cool. And, uh, I, I'm so excited about that. I think we should get you into chariot racing, Glenn. I think it'd be a blast. Turn we this will, into a video. We will gladly help you. <laughs> All right. Just All right. let me know. I've, you know, I've, it's just chariots have been always on my bucket because I've driven a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I've been in, you know, I've been in a wagon with eight Percherons. You know, mm-hmm. I've dri- do, done all that stuff, but chariots is the one thing I've never done. Our, our goal and our dream. By the way, you must be the only Amish person with a chariot. Uh, there's a few in our area, but uh, yeah? there's, there's just a select few. Yeah. Uh, there's a group of us that travel around at events and, and do some of that, um, but there's, there's not a lot that do that. I'm, and, uh, that's so cool. <laughs> it's, so. I'm sitting here vibrating with excitement. So yeah. I'm not... <laughs> Well, you can get the chariot, too. We'll get to, we're both in there. You know, yeah, why should you have all the fun? I can do it, too. Now, did they also shoot bow and arrow out of the chariot? We don't. We Aww. don't. Now, one thing in our training program that we do is we do shoot off of our horses. Uh, we shoot balloons and to desensitize yeah. them. Cool. And, and that always impresses customers. But that's mm-hmm. why we love the fell ponies. Because the fell ponies are natured so calmly, but they have enough stamina 
that they can chariot race. I have. I wanted to ask you that because I have hackneys, and of course, they're known for having personality. Yeah, a lot of personality. Uh, you know that you've had hackneys. Are the fells much quieter? So here, the ironic thing about the fells is, uh, I'll give an example. I have a mare here at the Equine Affair. She's six years old. Her name is Millie. She's a gorgeous horse. Last year when I seen her, I, I was like, I need to have that horse. But the bad thing about it was she was five years old at that time and had never had a halter on her. So how are we going to get this horse out of this field with 30 other horses onto a trailer? So we had to herd it on there, and we got her home. We gradually were able to touch her, put a halter on her, train her to lead. We got her bred. We got her in full. Today, she is trained to ride and drive. She's standing down there in the Bree Pavilion this morning with no halter. The gate's open. People are petting her. They have a personality. Every one of our horses has a personality. And that's what I like about the fell ponies. They're so laid back. And once they trust you, they allow you to do anything with them. Whereas the hackneys are great. They're fun. They're exciting. But they're fiery. Mm-hmm. And, and the fell ponies have a lot of stamina. I'd say they have more stamina than a Frisian. So they're great for cross-country competitive driving. Yeah, people don't realize that Frisian is more of a draft, actually, yes. for stamina-wise. Yeah. They are. They yeah. are. And, you know, I still, we still have a couple Frisians, but we're, the plan is to gradually fade out of that, and our focus is going to be on the fells. Less feathers. Less feathers, yeah. <laughs> we, we love our, our fells, manes, tail. It's a lot of work to take care of them. Yeah. Like our one stallion's mane almost comes to his knees. We try to keep it braided up. We try to. It, it's a lot of work, but we love it. It's I know where I'm going to be spending my whole afternoon is in the in the with the horses this afternoon. That's where Glenn I'm will be. I'm coming over to say hi. Absolutely, <laughs> we'll right. give you a ride. <laughs> so, where can people find out more about your your ponies? So, we do have a website uh, called fellenterprise.com. Uh, we have a phone number that people can call, and uh, we have uh, we have an email. Uh, but here at the Equine Affair, we're, we're going to try to advertise more in, in some of the, the magazines that go out more, like your horse and rider magazines. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're hoping to do some of our marketing with our foals online uh, this year uh, and, and just different things like that. So our, our website is fellenterprise.com. Well, when you have your first babies, you get back in touch with me and we'll have you back on again, okay? That yes. would be wonderful. All right, because that would I, be wonderful. We're, gonna, we're gonna post those pictures everywhere. Yeah. That that would be great. And and that's what it's all about is educating people, getting knowledge out there. And and we're just in the horse world, that's what I love about the horse world. It's a big family. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so my much. My pleasure. Well that was fun talking about ponies. That's my favorite <laughs> topic in the whole world. We're going to go to Kentucky Performance Products for a bit of a break, and then we're going to come back with Wendy Murdoch, who all of you probably know because she's been on the Dressage Show about 100 times and been on our show several times, too. But we're talking about something a little bit different today. You hear a familiar whinny as you walk up to the barn. Her adorable face pops out over the stall, ears pricked in your direction. She snuffles you for a treat. Her soft lips gently brush against your palm as the treat disappears. She hangs her head close to yours as you share a quiet moment. You kiss her on the nose. The softness of her downy muzzle and the wonderful smell of horse fills your senses. The feeling you get when you kiss your horse. True love. This feeling is brought to you by Elevate. Fight back against vitamin E deficiencies that can cause muscle soreness, nerve dysfunction, and poor immune response. 
Elevate was developed to provide a highly bioavailable source of natural vitamin E to horses. It maintains healthy muscle and nerve functions, so horses are more likely to perform better and recover faster after training or competing. The horse that matters to you matters to us. Wendy Murdoch of The Murdoch Method, how are you? I'm great, thanks. I think I've seen Wendy more at shows than any other individual anywhere over the years. <laughs> really? We've just seen each other at shows a whole lot Yeah, well, we, we travel in like circles. Uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. Good circles. Good circles, absolutely. So, Wendy, you know, we've talked about the Murdoch, we've talked about Surefoot, we've talked about Murdoch Method, we've talked about all those things on the shows in the past, but you did a quiz recently I wanted to ask you about. You know, I mean... So I have, I, to my list, I put out a quiz and I asked three questions because I hate long quizzes. I don't know about you, but if it goes on for more than one place. Yeah, so I, asked, I lose interest. <laughs> I know. It's like, why don't they make them so long? So I asked three questions and I left a box for comments if they wanted to comment. And the first question is, do you have pain when you ride? The second question is, do you have fear? And the third question was, do you feel like you're getting too old to ride? Now, the interesting thing was I never, I should have asked, well, I asked you have pain when you ride. And I know a lot of my riders have pain, but maybe they don't have it when they ride because only 40% said they had pain when they ride. Is that, oh, that's interesting. I was so shocked by that. I thought, you know, that, that seems low. But then I realized riding gives us endorphins and we feel better. So, of course, many people probably don't have pain when they ride because they're enjoying Did it so much. Did you get an idea of the age, average age? Oh, wait till I tell you about that. I, okay. I'm going to hold off on that, Okay. <laughs> So the second question was, do you have fear? And this one surprised me. 60% said they have fear when they ride. Now, we're talking about 380 people responded to my quiz. 60% said they have fear when they ride. I always assumed that the older you are, the more fear you have in general. But, and, but I don't know that that's ever been proven for riders in a survey. Right. And so the third question is, are you feeling like you're too old? Now, I didn't ask their age. Right. Because I've had women who are 50 tell me, oh, I'm getting old. And I'm like, I had an 84 year old woman go on horseback safari with me to Kenya. So if you're not 84, you're not old. That's what I tell my students. Right. Right. So so 50 percent said they felt like they were getting too old. Now, what really surprised me is that out of 380, I had like 178 comments. And this is where the gold was. Right. So people just willingly put in a comment that I. And so what I found out was that the average age of the people responding was between 60 and 82. Wow. Wow. Yeah, 60 and 82. And these people, these women, as most, you know, all want to keep riding. They want to keep doing what they love. Well, of course they do. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> fear is getting in the way. And yeah. as you said, with older people, I think we become more fearful. We recognize well, we're... it hurts more when you hit the ground. <laughs> well, and we're a little more brittle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We don't bounce quite right. as easily. We break easier. Right. But the pain one was really a surprise to me. Although people said, you know, I wish I had something between yes and no, because sometimes was a common response, right? That makes sense too, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I w it was so fascinating. I'm still responding. I mean, I got 115 more, more people to respond to because I couldn't believe the response I got. I was so excited about this information because it really tells me about my demographic. Mm -hmm. And and it's what I've always known. I've known my demographic is like between 50 and 65. Now I'm going to have to bump that to 85. Yeah. Right? But it's 99% it's women, and we all want to keep doing what we love. 
You know, so that's why I'm like really working on, I, I don't know if I told you, I got this new course called The Whole Rider that I'm developing because I really want to help older women stay safe and comfortable in the saddle. And that's where I can use my Feldenkrais training, the training to help people be able to use their body, renew, restore, and recreate, you know, patterns of movement so that they can ride in comfort. It's really because we want to keep doing it. We don't want to quit. We don't want to sit in a desk. Wendy has no energy at all. No. None. She, she, yeah. <laughs> Did you have two of these coffees yes. this morning? <laughs> uh, I had my early morning coffee at 4.30. Yeah, I woke, I woke up at 3 and was like, no, it's too late. I, I, I always feel now. like I'm a slacker when we have her on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. I mean, look at you out there trying to solve the problems of the world. Yeah, well, at least for my population. And I really, you know, that is my population. And I love my adult well, women. Well, you know what? It's a big population. It, it is, is yeah. huge. Yeah. And so often, you know, if you go to an instructor that doesn't recognize that you have fear or that you have pain or that you are older, they don't give you the information that you really need. Right. They ask you to do stuff that you can't do, and then you feel frustrated and you feel like you can't succeed. And so, you know, like, because of my injuries, because of what I've suffered through, and I know that I can have, you know, like, people look at me and you wouldn't guess how old I was. No, 29. Yeah, absolutely, yep. right? I was going for 25. Okay, yeah, perfect. Like a I love you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but that's the thing is we can keep moving and we can do it in grace and ease. And I really want my riders to keep doing what they love most is that's be with their horses and ride. Where can uh, do you where when things come out, where should they go to find it? I don't, by the way, are you still doing your show on YouTube? Uh, oh, yeah. The yeah. webinars with yeah. Wendy. I'm oh, up to yeah. 305. Ooh. Our listeners love your webinars. They talk about it all the oh, time. Oh, awesome. Yeah, 305 on the Surefoot Where Equine YouTube that? channel. Surefoot yeah. Equine YouTube channel. Okay. Nice. Right? And if you're here at Equine Affair, I have a card on my table at booth 701 and that has a QR code so they can get right to it. I'm training everybody. COVID helped us all learn well, about QR codes. Yeah. People love your show. My that's wife great. watches it all the time. Does she really? Yep. yep. Oh, that's cool. Well, Wendy, thanks for joining us. Oh, you're so it's welcome. Always good it's to really have you. a pleasure. I'm and so Wendy glad to be here. Wendy does sponsor two of our shows, so thank you for that, too. Dressage and Adulting with Horses. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, I will forgive you for sponsoring Heather, but, no. you know. Oh, uh, well, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know. Heather's been picking on me this whole time. She's not even here. So I keep oh, getting wow. messages from Heather. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll pick on oh, Heather. Yeah, now I, can, I have a bigger mic today. Yeah. So. Awesome. <laughs> thanks, Wendy. Well, thanks a lot. Well, I'm so excited to have our next guest on because there's so much to talk about with you. We only have 10 minutes, so I know we could minutes. go. Okay. We'll have you back another time, and we'll talk for an Amazing. hour, all right? Amazing. Uh, but at the show here, Kaylee Marie is with us, and it's Braveheart Beasts. Beasts. Braveheart Beasts, yes. And part of that is the way you started. You were not your traditional pony club horse girl. Right. So my, my background was a little unique in the sense that I didn't really start out with horses. So... Horses are my, my main focus now. I actually grew up riding them. I, when I was little, I was absolutely enamored with them. But growing up in a tiny town in Vermont, there were more cows than people, so to speak. <laughs> uh, growing up in a family that really had nothing to do with animals, I took it upon myself to kind of immerse myself wherever I could. At first, that was riding lessons. And then eventually, when I was 11, I started working at a local dairy farm. And I was there all the time before school after school this family ended up becoming like my second family it became my my second home you know and you're well around a milker then i yes <laughs> i do absolutely i um i like to think that that work like just the physical labor was was a, a big personality builder for me of course <laughs> but yeah. you got to work with some unique animals yes, there so after I was there for about a year, the farmer, who at that point was like my, my second dad, he gave me a pair of twin bull calves 
when they were one day old, and he told me to go train them to be oxen. Uh, and so New England farmers so really explain that to me. Are oxen oxen, or do you good good question? I... So so this is a really common question. Oxen are mature male cows. I don't who, think I knew that. Are, I, I, I always thought oxen were oxen. Who, you know? who are fixed and trained to work. So people hear about like a musk ox, which is a totally separate animal, but oxen is more of like a title. So when they're when they're born and and fixed, they're known as steers. Yeah. If they're being trained to work, they're known as working steers until they're four years old, which is when they're known as oxen. So when they're grown up and they can work, they like graduate essentially, and, and they're officially oxen. I learned oxen. so much on this show. Uh, four <laughs> years witchcraft. old. I've right? never heard of this. This is awesome. So what do you yeah. do with your oxen? Um, so at first, well, I had no idea what oxen were when, when he gave them to me. Uh, so I ran home, told my parents. They, were, you know, very carefully agreed, like, okay, we'll, we'll figure this out. We ordered a book because there was no other instruction that we knew of at the time. And I just spent hours with them, training them to work in a yoke together so we do chores around the farm I competed in 4-H and as they grew up I still desperately wanted my own horse I had always wanted my own horse couldn't have my own horse so I did the only logical thing and I trained the oxen to ride so <laughs> they would when I say ride I mean like walk trot canter you, we K- go on trail Kelly Marie is not you're not tall. I mean, you're, yeah, you're I'm, petite. I'm five, five, four on a yeah, good day. You're petite. Yeah, you're yeah. petite. These oxen are huge. They're, they're about 2,500 pounds, <laughs> oh six God. feet tall, almost all black with horns. Like, if you don't know them, they're very intimidating. <laughs> wow. Um, their names, though, were Simon and Oliver. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I I taught them to ride. And because of the way you drive oxen, you don't use reins. You, you have a stick and your voice and your body position, mm. where being a Liberty trainer now you might see some some similarities there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually remarkably easy to teach them to ride bridalists, which I did out of convenience more than anything else. They lived in a 14-acre pasture. I hated carrying their halters out to get them. I so, so I taught them to round, I'd round them up at Liberty and then walk them over to the nearest tree stump, climb on, and then I'd ride one and drive the other back to the barn so that I could... I could work them. And then eventually I started to ask myself, like, what could I actually teach them? So that turned into actual like liberty work testing out circles having them circle in opposite directions and then that turned into like our signature thing was roman riding bridalists so i'd stand on them and guide them around i saw and, pictures of you yeah, doing that it was hilarious yeah and they they would do tricks like they'd bow and say yes and no how are they for training are they aimable or very yeah, very so they're very work? trainable um, very forgiving, which okay. thank God after all the stuff I did, did with them. We, we've yeah. had cattle through the years. And yeah. one of the things I noticed though, is they're moody. So when they got moody, you couldn't do anything. with them. They, just, when they were in their moods, you left them alone. So I, I think that comes down to kind of loop it back into what I do now. Mm-hmm. I do something I like to call it relationship based training. So it's basically understanding our animals from the inside out. Uh, so since the cows, I've worked with mammoth donkeys, draft horses, minis, lippets on stallions, rescue horses, you, you name it. I've done a little bit of everything with a lot of different species. So I've really had to understand like what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. So instead of looking at something like a mood and like, this is true, even of the horses I work with now, instead of looking at that mood and, and seeing it as a reason to not work with that animal, it comes down more to like the why and the how can I communicate with them to help them out of it, help them through it, and, and use that communication to strengthen the relationship I have with them. Yeah. 
Well, that's wow. very cool. Yeah, it's that's, really cool. You have a unique start in your very, uh, your horse career. Unique. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's gone in a lot of different directions. But what's really cool is like starting the Liberty with the oxen. Liberty work has followed me through everything that I do. So whether that was the classical training with the Lipitzons or even the mammoth donkeys, I did some Liberty <laughs> with with the donkeys, and that that outfit. Uh, was actually at, at a company called Vermont Compost, which was a compost company. It's again in Vermont. It's a very Vermont thing. Were the donkeys making the compost so or were they? Co- contributing, <laughs> I guess. So, but, but they would they would gather up food scraps from all the surrounding areas and compost them and sell the compost. And the man who owned the company loved donkeys. So he had about, a, at the time when I started, there were four uh, mammoth donkeys and, and a mule. And so they hired me to train these donkeys to pull a wagon into the city of Montpelier to deliver eggs to a local co-op. Oh, my God. So That's... once a week, we'd harness up the team. How New England and romantic I is know, that? I know, right? So, <laughs> so for two years, every Wednesday morning, I would, I would harness up these donkeys and we'd go to town. Oh. It was, yeah. You're yeah. not old enough to have lived the life you've lived. I know. I've, I've fit a lot into to not a long time. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so you are obviously do Liberty and Freestyle, and I mm-hmm. feel like, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Liberty and Freestyle has grown in popularity to the point it's never been before. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I've seen it too here and even yeah. at the shows, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that goes hand in hand, like with that idea of relationship-based training. I think there's a new level of awareness coming into like horse culture over like really how how to train horses like what training is we call it operant conditioning mm-hmm. um, and that's not really something people have paid attention to before to like a, a really um, deep level not something where it's, it's common right and so I think liberty work captures that better than any other discipline because it's not it's not nice to have in liberty it's a necessity to have that in liberty you have to understand what makes your animals tick because if they're not connected to you and the communication isn't clear, they're not there anymore. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's a black and white distinction uh, as, as you, you bring them through that, which helps in everything that we do with them. I was going to ask you about actually Braveheart beasts. So do you only work with horses now or does the beasts include a variety of species like yeah, you I'm were talking about? Yeah, I'm picturing bear and good question. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Um, so horses are the primary focus right now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really say that's solely by by choice. That's just kind of the the direction things evolved in as mm-hmm. the business took off, especially once I started performing. Um, but for me, that idea like the ability to, to have a team of oxen again one day and, and to maybe work with some exotics for people, that, that would be really cool. Like too. a you could do Roman riding with a pair of bears. And like yeah, polar or, bears. Camels. I've always wanted a camel. Camels. That's like, yeah. On, you might need to move south list. a little bit for the. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they, they're around. Are they? Here, Up here? Yeah. 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 Llamas, alpacas. I they're, don't know. The sky's I don't know. the limit here. I know. I, I have this like vision in my mind of Roman riding oxen bridalists because that was like the thing, but with Liberty horses going around them. Maybe throw a camel in there too, just yeah. for fun. Well, she'll sign you up yeah. for a, <laughs> instantly for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. But then that concept of operant conditioning applies across species, right? Like it's not. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so you really could, given enough time, you know, apply that method to bears. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm joking, but like, you know. But just, just as an example. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so it's just understanding how learning actually occurs. And right. then as you look at the different species, 
they prioritize different things. They process things in different ways. So really keeping how they process things in mind as you, as you work with them is important because you can't train a donkey like you train a cow. You can't train a horse like you train a mule. Like they're, they're all very, very different. Um, but that, that idea of operating conditioning is at the basis of all of it. Yeah, you basically yeah. have to customize it to the species yeah. once you understand the behavior. Exactly. And then yeah. even within the species, to the animal, to the too, animal, which right. is really neat. Yeah, because yeah. they're all so unique. Does that work with boyfriends and guys, too? Um, That's really not my department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Where can yes. people find us? Where can people find you? Um, they can find you me. You should have seen her face, uh, by the way. I was, I'm sorry this wasn't on video. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they can find me at braveheartbeasts.com. They can learn about in-person clinic options. I also offer um, online educational materials on the Braveheart Beasts network. And we're also on Facebook, Braveheart Beasts, as well as Instagram. Um, so any of those platforms are really accessible. We love connecting with people. So That's they great. Can, You've been a lot of fun. Thanks there. for Thank joining us. Thank you guys us. for having me. I've loved this. One of our terrific sponsors, of course, is Wintech Saddles. Whether you're training or riding the local trails, there's a Wintech Saddle for almost every horse and rider combination. The Wintech 2000 All Purpose is for the riders who want to do a bit of everything from training to fun, beach days with your friends. You'll experience total luxury in this top of the range Wintech Saddle. Your horse will adore the super soft panels, which mold in and around their muscles for complete comfort. Sinking into the super soft deep seat, your leg will find its natural groove and your contact and communication will become effortless and you can focus on having fun. My wife is probably at home right now in Ocala riding in her Wintech 2000 because that's what she has. Explore the entire Wintech saddle range at wintech-saddles.com. That's wintech-saddles.com or you can go on there to find your local retailer. Speaking of retailers, we have somebody here that sells to retailers and also sells some cool products, and I wanted to have her on to talk about it. And our friend Kayla, who hosts once a month here, hosts our Rider Health episode once a month, is at your booth right now, and it's Renee from the Funky Unicorn. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good. And Renee's here with a Funky Unicorn on her head. She so is. She's representing On my today. shirt and my head. And I'm envious. <laughs> I'm envious. So we learned about you from Kayla at the Ocala Expo, was yes. a month or two ago. And my wife has bought your product now ever since then, has been using it uh, for her thoroughbred, who doesn't drink a lot, right? That's amazing. And he lives in Ocala, so, you know, that's yeah. bad. Um, but come up a little closer, about an inch from the mic. So tell us about the Funky Unicorn. What is it? What does it do? So actually, we use it for hydration and muscle recovery. It's a very simple electrolyte recipe that is meant to just help the muscles recover. So it's potassium, calcium, and magnesium. And then the sodium aspect of it gives it that hydration boost. And it's pretty quick acting. And that takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and the horses will be drinking. So, But it's, you, you have it in tablet form, too, which is usually see powder. Yeah, actually, we, and as a horse rider myself, we're often having to deal with the powders and the pace, which the horses don't like. So we wanted something that we could go out at night check and just literally watch them eat. And so we came up with a treat. My daughter and I did it in our kitchen initially with sugar cubes. And then we had horses in in our um, community having problems with tying up and colicking. And I was not happy. We're both healthcare workers and we're like, we can fix this. So we threw electrolytes in our sugar cubes and took them to the show and shared them with everybody. And everybody came to our stall the next day and said, hey, where's your website? Where can I buy those? And then my vet fell in love with the idea, Courtney Barney, and she said, we're doing this. So we involved a horse nutritionist. 
who actually came up with a better recipe than our scratch one that we did in the kitchen. And we were doing that recipe for quite a while. But 4 a.m. in the kitchen every day before work was getting a little long. Yeah. So, and we were, you know, we were having success. People love the product, but it was just a lot of work. So eventually I found a wonderful person at Peros Biosciences in Maryland. And she was an inventor. The research scientist there was an inventor. And I told her about the product. She goes, oh, my gosh, I'm making this. And that was it. Now it's made in pharmaceutical function. And wow, it's pharmaceutical grade. So it's that's really probably cool. one of the highest quality horse treats on the market with such a funny name. So, well, and where did the name come from? Well, we all call our horses a unicorn. True. And mine is a unicorn, by the way. So, um, And then we work in the healthcare field. I'm an oncology nurse practitioner. My daughter is an ER nurse. And we didn't want just a fun vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, you look around, everybody's names are really high-end and... We're like, we can't compete with that. And we just want to have fun. So Funky came up and it stuck. So, <laughs> Healthcare workers that had invented an electrolyte for horses. Yes. You never thought you'd be saying that in your lifetime. No, if you told me two and a half years ago <laughs> I'd be sitting here, I would have laughed at you. So what horses do you have? So actually, we sold our farm, Sad Face, um, in January. So I only have one horse right now. He's a Lusitano. I ride FEI. Oh, wow. Ooh. So, um, and he's been the, t- he's, I call him the unicorn because he's also the test subject. So he's a little bit plump. <laughs> <laughs> he's had to go on a diet. My trainer put him on a diet. But um, he's been the test subject all along. And we have a barn. My trainer's barn has been wonderful. All of the people that board there have been on board with helping us get the flavors right, get the taste right. So it's been a, it's been a wonderful experience at, at at my trainer's barn in Ocala. Wow! So was, oh, you're in Ocala too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm in Ocala as well. So I'm who's your trainer? Side. Can you say? Uh, yeah, uh, Tier Vernon at yeah. Dressage. Yep. Yeah. So. so you're FEI Dressage. That ain't shabby, girl. Yeah, it's been taking a million years, <laughs> but I'm getting there. But my horse uh, didn't have any dressage experience either, so we're going FEI together, and neither of us have done it. So, so it's this been is a your journey. first time going FEI. Yeah, wow. A little different a level, isn't now. it? Yeah, it's a yeah. whole different level. But we're working on I2 right now, which is kind of handing us our, um, our comeuppance, if you will. But we're getting it down. <laughs> what's so. it, what's I2 add that I1 doesn't have? So I2, you're starting to get into the one tempies. And you're also doing, um, you know, tighter pirouettes. And you're, it's just a lot more condensed as far as what you're riding. So you don't have time between movements. If you mess up one box, I call it, in the dressage movements, you can always recover. But sometimes if you mess up a box in I2 or the Grand Prix, you can't recover. So it can just multiply your, your issues. Yeah. So it's really getting your horse in that position, doing everything, you know, complete execution. And so it's a learning curve. So I assume that every freestyle you do from now on has to involve a unicorn. Well, the last one was based on Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> so I do. Have, I, I am kind of the goofball in the family, and the kids call me Olaf. So, <laughs> oh, I love it. So, Olaf, the funky unicorn. Yeah, I know. So I was like, Ugh. so the last one was um, was a funky unicorn Olaf version. But yeah, we've got to do some. I always look You've for the fun. You've got to. I, I mean, always it's, look for the fun. it's required now. <laughs> and I love, you know, unicorns are white and majestic and everything. <laughs> and what are your colors? About every color in the rainbow, which makes it perfect. Yes. 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 He's white, but he's got a crazy rainbow. He does have rainbow, a pretty crazy and he's got a very cold I, horn. I can see this with your Lusitano in the freestyle. Well, we actually have a mascot. His name is Pasha, and he is a mini, and he has hair galore. Aww. So he wears a little horn, and he actually was uh, can do circus tricks. So when we take him to, like, pop-ups, it's just a big hit because he's just like our mini unicorn. Oh, you bring a mini, everybody's going to be around. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, yep. my friend was gracious enough to say, hey, this pony's doing nothing. Why don't you use him as a, as a, <laughs> as a mascot? I'm like, well, if you insist. So. 
Well, that's fantastic. Congratulations on Thank doing you. what you did. Thank you. I, I mean, it, I love seeing, you know, we've been in this business so long, right? Allison has, I have, that when we see new things come up that are different and think outside the box a little and also market in a different way, it yes. excites us so much because we don't <laughs> see that very often. Well, I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. It's been, yeah. a, it's been a journey. We're learning a lot. And we use the word bumble a lot. Because we're both in the healthcare field and we don't really honestly know what we're doing all the time, but everybody has been so gracious and walks us through. Well, the I can tell you, my wife uses it for her non-drinking thoroughbred in Florida. So yeah, and it does it does miracles. It really yeah. does. No she more problems it. at night. Check. No more picky water drinkers. Oh. You can override all of that. So I always say, now you can lead your horse to water, and they will drink. She did say nice. she thought it was one of the first electrolytes she's used that's really worked that quickly. Yes. And that's the, the recipe is based on a, there's a higher concentration of sodium in that than what you would have in your powders, but it's because it's a purposeful treat. You're going to give it, the horse is excited, they get a reward, but at the same time, within 10 to 15 minutes, they're drinking water. Very cool. Where can people buy it? So actually, um, it's in a lot of retail locations across the country. We're working on that, but actually, um, Total Equa Health carries it online. And that's well. Kayla, who's one of our hosts' yeah, companies. Exactly. Yeah. Kayla has it on her store online. So that's TotalEquahealth.com, if I remember right. Yes, TotalEquahealth.com. Yep. Very good. Well, congratulations and good luck. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Well, that was so much fun. That was our last guest. Renee was the last one to join us today. But we have, like, 15 more coming in the next couple of days. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, you know, uh, this has been so much fun for me because... Uh, it was so easy to find guests at this one because yes. everybody here is just so excited to be here. Yes. It really is horse heaven and everybody's happy. And so they're much more willing to say, yes, yeah, sure. You want to yeah, do a podcast exactly. with me? I'll talk about horses. Well, the fact here. that they know what a podcast is helps now. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so what are you covering today that people can follow along with? Yeah. So if you're at home, uh, we are having the versatile horse and rider competition at one thirty. uh, from one thirty to five thirty. that's Eastern time. And, uh, we're doing something a little bit new this year. Usually we don't do any coverage of that on our Facebook or Instagram, except, you know, we post the winner and the scores at the end. But I am planning to be there with my laptop and my phone and doing a lot of play-by-plays on our social media. Uh, so if you want to follow along with that, please do. Please come and like and comment so I feel like I'm not shouting into the void. Um, and if you want to learn about all the people who are riding, I have written multiple press releases they're up on equineaffair.com slash press. So you can go check out and see if you know anyone who's actually competing and learn about their horses and their experiences and that sort of thing. Uh, and then I'm also planning to post the results pretty quickly after the show's over. Um, and then we will have video up in a few weeks of the best rides and that sort of thing. So you can definitely enjoy it from home. And if you're here, well, then you should be there. <laughs> Well, I, this has been fun. Thanks so much for inviting us. It's yeah. equineaffair.com. And, of course, you can find all the past episodes of Horses in the Morning at horsesinthemorning.com. Uh, I did want to make you aware that uh, those of you that are looking at coming at the, on the cruise, when we put our new website up earlier in the week, the cruise page got destroyed. No! And it's missing. So I'm going to try and get that back up for you. Uh, if you want to learn about the cruise right now, just go to Horse Lovers Cruise. On Facebook, you'll find a Facebook page for that. Join the Facebook page, and we have more information in there. I know we've had like 20 or 25 people sign up now, uh, so definitely go to Horse Lovers Cruise on Facebook. In the next week or so, I'll get the uh, website page back up. Uh, thank you, Allison. Appreciate it. And we'll see you all tomorrow on a rare Saturday episode. Yay!